0: Welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is Sarah Hartunger, and you're at the podcast where we talk about all things planning and planning adjacent. Today's episode is going to be all about the quintile. Now, those of you who are familiar with my work on other podcasts or have been listening for a while, you may know what I'm talking about when I say quintile. However, this is not a word that has made it into the mainstream vernacular, so I guess I will do a little bit of a introduction here. So I have decided that the year should be divided up instead of into four quarters, as is more common, into five quintiles. And the reason that we're doing this episode today is that for me, the end of my first quintile is right around now. I'll talk about why I say around now because there's not really an exact date this year because uh, it depends on my kids' spring breaks and my kids have two different spring breaks. So anyway... But most of you as this heirs are also headed into quarter two if you plan by quarters. So since we do align this time as we might at other times and we might not at other times, I thought this would be an opportune moment to have this discussion. Now, before I get into what each of the quintiles are, I have to say, I don't think my planning mechanisms for each quintile are as robust as some of my rituals and rhythms that go along with the months or the weeks or the days or even the years. There is no accident as to why I've already discussed many of those other things. And in case you are a new listener and are interested in going into deep dives of each of these kind of planning intervals, I discussed daily planning on episode number 28, weekly planning on episode number two. That was very early in one of the first episodes I recorded for this podcast. And that's probably because my weekly plan is the one I am most solidified in and feel very confident about and in fact do execute quite faithfully every week. My monthly plan I talked about on episode number 17, and I did a bit of a deep dive into yearly goal setting on episode number 21. So the fact that we're at episode number 36 right now and haven't really done a deep dive into the quarterly rituals or quintiles ritual, it actually kind of makes sense because I don't have a really specific huge checklist for this particular level of planning. Instead, for me, it's more like each quintile of the year has a different focus and a different flavor and certain things that I know to think about. And so I figured I would go through quintile by quintile and discuss what I do tend to talk about. Now, one thing I do divide into quintiles is my reading life. I may do another episode talking about how I plan my reading out in advance, but I think I've gone into it a little bit on this podcast. And I do try to pick most of my books for a given year ahead of time. I've done that for the last two years. And I have found that I am much more likely to just go ahead and pick up my next book and waste less time thinking about what to read if I already have a bunch of books to choose from. I was just listening to a reading-related podcast. It was the 10 Things to Tell You podcast, and they were interviewing Meredith Monday Schwartz, who has a book-related podcast. It was a fantastic episode. But anyway, um, they were talking about how doing too much planning of their reading life actually tends to stall them out. And I agree with that to some extent. I don't think I'd be super thrilled if I knew exactly what book was going to be read when. Instead, I tend to pick a smattering of books that I'm interested in for each quintile. And then I will choose among the books that are there. And if I decide I want to read something else, I move things around. So I do keep my reading list very fluid, even though I like to have a lot of ideas already there because it's very true. Most of us are going to be in the mood to read certain things at certain times. And you can't always predict what those times are going to be. I mean, I certainly couldn't have predicted you know, what uh, spring of 2020 is reading life was going to look like, which turned out to be really, I wanted light stuff that was easy to get through because my brain didn't really work. You know, in hindsight, I probably also wouldn't have planned a pandemic themed novel for January of 2020, but you can't predict the future. So there you go. Okay. That was a massive digression, (laughs) but I was just mentioning reading because that is one of the things in my life I do plan out in quintiles. And other than that, I do set goals, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And otherwise, I just sort of think about certain, I don't know, parts of life being a focus during each quintile. Let me begin with quintile one. Quintile one for me is the same as Q1 for many of you or the rest of the world. It is my new year quintile. So mine, I consider to go from January 1st to whenever my kids have spring break. Now, I say to whenever, I guess technically... It includes spring break or spring break is kind of a palate cleanser between quintiles like it's kind of a no man's land. I don't know. I haven't thought to define it that clearly. And this year, the lines blur even more because I have two completely different spring breaks that I'm contending with, but that's okay. I'm going to consider that probably around April 1st. We might as well just make it in sync. I will consider myself having begun quintile number two, which is like towards the end of the second spring break that one of my kids has. And quintile number one for me is like the fresh start quintile. Now, I know we've talked, we had Lisa Woodruff on the show and she mentioned that there are like three times during the year when you get a lot of fresh start energy. There's the school year, there's the summer, and then there's the new year. For me, the new year always has the most power built into it. And so Q1 always feels like a lot of fresh starts, new goals, you know, kind of a wrap up of what's gone on before, really looking forward. And I do tend to take a more global view at the rest of the year, well, really during Q5, but also during Q1, just kind of looking ahead to what is to come, making sure I understand all of the school calendars and what kind of travel I might want to do during just the year as a whole, rather than planning specific trips, just kind of having ideas. I am making my reading list for the whole year, typically during Q1 for each quintile. I'm just really thinking and crafting, like, what kind of year do I want to have? What kind of year do I want? And I'm usually doing that throughout Q1. I don't consider planning to be like a, you know, a day and then you move on and you stop planning. Instead, there are seasons where you're going to do more planning and seasons where you're going to do more executing. And Q5 and Q1 for me are really like big planning setup kind of a season. So that is what I tend to do in Q1. It's also a very beautiful weather season where I live. Don't kill me, but I do try to plan a lot of outdoor activities and outings that are less fun during kind of monsoon season, which is the spring, summer, and part of the fall in South Florida where we live. All right, quintile two, which is what we're entering right now. I consider that kind of an academic quintile because you have spring break to the end of school. There is usually a lot of testing. There are school performances, at least in non-COVID years lot of celebrations. You're just really thinking about like how to help your kids wrap up the year on a solid note. You may be thinking about the next school year and making sure you have them kind of in the right place. Or if you want to make a change, that usually has to happen by quintile two. And you're probably going to spend some time reflecting on what the activity balance looked like and whether that's something you would want to create going forward. I happen to have a job where part of it is academic as well, because I'm the director of a residency program. So at work, the spring Q2 is also like a big academic wrap-up assessment kind of a quintile. I am trying to make sure my residents are ready to move on to the next level of training. I am doing formal assessment of our program to see what needs to change for the next academic year. We're thinking about the next academic year's schedule, et cetera. Q1 might be kind of a life overview, but Q2 is when we look at sort of the, the ending of the academic year and what can we do moving forward to make things better or improve. This quintile also contains my birthday and Mother's Day. And one thing I try to do usually during Q2 is to plan mommy days with each of my kids. So I will block off paid time off days to spend entirely dedicated to one child, often during their spring break, if that's an option, or maybe during some other teacher planning day so that they can have a day where they can basically do whatever they want and get all the attention. And somehow that seems to fit in nicely with Q2. And in terms of what I'm planning during Q2, This is usually when I'm starting to think about setting up activities for the rest of spring, as well as summer camp, making sure all of that is set up and any kind of summer travel that we might want to do. And this year, I think I was so eager because we haven't been able to plan travel for so long that I did book some vacation stays for the summer already. But normally Q2 is when I really would get down to business and doing that. All right, we're going to take a quick break from a message from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is Stillness and Movement. Stillness and Movement is a small virtual yoga studio that offers sustainable, mindful vinyasa flow classes to help students find steadiness and ease in their bodies and minds. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Calen dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no-mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Most virtual yoga is taught by a teacher who is on their mat, unable to see or hear their students, but that is not how they teach at stillness and movement. They feel they can best connect with and support their students if they can actually see them. So they teach with primarily verbal cues, and their students appreciate that this moves the emphasis away from the aesthetics of a shape and towards the experience of the practice. At stillness and movement, they weave vinyasa flow movement practices with Buddhist teachings because they love the way sustained movement and deep presence complement each other. They combine awareness, breath, and vinyasa with somatic practices and functional strength training to fill the movement gaps left in our modern lifestyle. You can learn more and sign up for a class by going to stillnessandmovement.com and take your first class for free when you use the code BLP. I experienced a class at Stillness and Movement and truly loved it. I found it peaceful and relaxing, and it truly felt like a treat in my day. And this is the last of the series where the episodes will be sponsored by Stillness and Movement, although certainly might be in the future. But if you've been thinking about it and waffling about it, I would take the time to write down that code now. And that's stillnessandmovement.com, code BLP. All right, back to our quintiles. Q3 is sort of self-explanatory. That is the summer quintile. And summer comes with, you know, not just a set of activities, but a bit of a feeling to it, no matter where you are. I think that even those of us who aren't academic and don't have kids who are academic are still going to have feelings that kind of go along with summer. Maybe they hearken back to childhood memories or feelings, but summer is special. And so for me, I just want to try to cultivate a more relaxed vibe during the summer. Take advantage of, you know, light evenings and have more fun and frivolous titles on my reading list or plan some fun activities with the family, maximize outdoor activities when we can, when it's not pouring rain around here and try to cap off our summer quintile with a family trip. And our rhythm tends to have that right at the end to kind of celebrate the fun that was summer. So summer, I really do think it's kind of healthy to have a different rhythm. Often I do something different for my workouts. Like for example, last year I did the uh, 80 day obsession workout and um, that's a series of 80 workouts which took me away from running, but it was just a really nice change of pace that kind of marked out that summer season for me. So that would be Q3 or my summer quintile. Now Q4 is the fall and back to school season and in my opinion this quintile is why I need quintiles like I can't handle the idea that we have these like big demarcations in the year but the start of school wouldn't be one if we were using traditional quarters instead we'd have July 1 mark the beginning of quarter 2 and then October 1 mark the beginning of quarter 3 and those don't really go with anything uh, so <laughs> really Q4 And the demarcation of summer with summer break from school, those are why I need quintiles. I think I would deal with Q1 and Q2 if it wasn't for that. So Q4 for me has the second most strongest kind of fresh start feel to it because you're really establishing new rhythms for the school year. I usually don't even think about setting up the kids' activities prior to really the back to school season because usually you get a few weeks of lead time and you want to see kind of what the routines are going to look like. So this is one of the few areas where I don't find that planning ahead is all that helpful. But instead, I go into Q4 with the mindset that we're going to kind of gradually build our routine as the year unfolds. Now, of course, that may vary based on where you live, maybe activities that are popular fill up very quickly. So you're not able to do it this way. But for us, this has worked. I am hopefully looking forward to 2021 fall being different than the last one where we could actually plan on the kids doing some more things. But I guess we'll see what's available at the time. And Q4, I really like to focus on routine, like specifically getting the kids to bed at a good time and getting our preschool mornings, not preschool, but prior to school starting, mornings kind of set and really get into a good groove there. And then in terms of what I might be planning in the future in Q4 is of course, the holiday season and travel. If you wait till the beginning of Q5 to think about that, it probably is going to be too late to book flights and such. But Q4, usually looking kind of, one quintile or quarter ahead when it comes to travel is a helpful guideline, more if you're planning something super, you know, high stakes or that you have to do a, a long-term reservation for. And then finally, Q5 for me is reflection season. And I also really like having another quintile dedicated just to this. I am very prone to buying multiple planners and different kinds of planning products. Okay, fine. I do that all year round, but especially during the November, December time frame. And for me, this feels like a very festive season. You're setting up your planner, you're focusing on, you know, what you might want the future to look like, but you're also really enjoying the present, spending time with family, you know, and just really like kind of leaning into more enjoyable activities, maybe holiday parties. For me, I tend to focus my reading during this quintile around more self-development and also novels with a winter theme. I absolutely love that. I think that's partly because we don't really get winter where I live, so I need to get it in some other form but I love Q5 as reflection season. Every single quarter, I don't have a checklist really like I have an actual physical checklist for my monthly and weekly checklists, weekly reviews. But for my quintiles, I do tend to always look ahead at the next quintiles or the if a quintile is starting, I guess I do it at the start really. I look ahead and make sure I understand what the call schedule looks like the next three months and if there's any travel. We do do a financial reconciliation. Now, confession, we actually do this every quarter. We use three months just because there may be tax implications and it makes sense to have our financial check-ins be a little bit symmetric and not be different length intervals so we can see what's happening. But every three months, as I mentioned in the financial episode, we review what is happening with our savings and investments and all that. Every quintile, I do set goals, which I try to look at as I'm creating my monthly goals. I don't always reach them. I had several quintile one goals for 2021 that I kind of have already decided, I'm not even that excited about that goal anymore, so that's okay. But I do set them and I set them using four categories, personal, work, family, and then blog slash pod is a category, I guess my secondary work. And then I will confess that my planner does have some pages that are set up so you can see three months at a time, but I'm not actually using them. I did think that maybe I would track minutes of screen time and I think that would be fun. But a lot of times in this time of year, sometimes I get tracking fatigue and I just haven't really felt pulled to use those pages. So I'm not currently using them. Fun reminder is that just because your planner has a given layout or spread doesn't mean you have to keep using it if you're not finding that it serves you. It's nice that it's there. It's nice to experiment. It's not mandatory. All right. Well, this has been our overview of my five quintile system. Some of the various kind of feelings I get in each quintile and the things I like to do, the moods I like to incorporate, and just a few checklist items that I think about as I enter each quintile. Coming up, we have some really fun guests. Next week, you're going to get to hear how one of my favorite virtual friends plans. Here's a hint. I don't think I've ever done a podcast with her before, so that wasn't a very good hint. That would probably be a lot of people, but I'm excited and I have some exciting reviews to come because I did some more impulse planner related shopping and I can't wait to share that with you. And then finally, you guys have been sending me some awesome voice Q&A. So please keep them coming. I love that. We're going to do another voice Q&A roundup episode in a few more episodes. So keep sending them. You can click on the speak pipe graphic that's on the show notes to leave your message of up to 90 seconds. And fun fact, if you didn't get to finish, you can always do another one. Just do 90 seconds and 90 seconds, and I can always splice them together. And by me, I mean the sound team. All right. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And I will be back next week with more planning fun. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM.